0: Look at the bigger, Look at the turn. Oh, that was brilliant. Look, Bruce. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages.
1: O'Brien, some candy. And then a goal. Lewis run!
0: The 2019 draft period is done and dusted and we're excited to welcome a bunch of youngsters to the brown and gold. We'll be taking a look at each of Hawthorne's new recruits and what they might bring to the club in the coming years. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason and joining me is a man who's been looking forward to this draft recap episode very much. G'day, Tiz. G'day,
2: mate. You happy? I'm content and expectant. (laughs)
0: Expectant? What does that mean? You, as in you're expecting big things from this
2: new crop? I certainly am. After we uh, used pick 13 on a bloke I'd never heard of.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was good, wasn't it?
2: Well, I I kind of like him now. I can see what they did. Apparently they were very clandestine about their interest in him. Mm-hmm. Didn't let anyone...
0: No, especially Will himself. That's right. Will Day reporting today that the club effectively cut the dialogue for months on end. Which <laughs> That'd would, feel good, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's a little bit of a
2: cause to, to feel nervous. But when you watch the tapes, you can see there's some elite poise there.
0: There's something to work on. That is the exact word that's been eluding me ever since he got drafted. Poise is the word there. He has that, you know, Burgoyne-esque ability in, with time and space where he, in in these little highlights packages that you see online at the moment, he finds himself in a jam, does Will Day, but he always gets out. Miraculously, he seems to find a way. Not only that, he'll deliver the ball with precision to a teammate. It's very promising.
2: Yeah. Like I said, I didn't expect it. I was expecting the club to go for, with a first rounder, I expected them fully to go for someone who's built to play in 2020. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer with Will Day. Seems like it. Brody Kemp, he wouldn't have played in 2020, but there were heavy True. links with him, and I thought he'd yep. be a good fit. And then he goes to Carlton, where they've already got Cripps, yep. fantastic inside midfield. Odd choice. Mm. odd. They also had Robertson. He floated all the way through well, here's to, the, the, elephant to the, room. the next
0: night. Here's something we need to address here on the podcast. Our predictions, but nowhere near it. Hang on. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. Not really. Although I will bring up that apparently you've got a second club. Oh, I've got a second club, have yeah, I? Yeah, Sydney. go on.
2: Everyone you mentioned yeah, ended up I in know.
0: Sydney is super annoying.
2: Stevens.
0: That was unexpected. That wasn't just me. I felt like the entire footy world was like, "Whoa, okay." Dylan Stevens to Sydney. Will Gould. Oh, Will Gould. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. And then Elijah Taylor as well. You mm-hmm. must have been tearing your hair out. Yeah, a little bit frustrating that. Yeah. Everyone that <laughs> some of the big names we would spoken about on this podcast, Sydney snaffled them. So now they've got Brand as well, mate. And he's I a do big favourite. Big favourite of yours. <laughs> so this is all to say. And Buddy.
2: <laughs> and Josh
0: Kennedy, because you, you still can't let go of the fact we let go of him. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so this is to say that they're my second club now. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. So Hawthorne,
2: full club membership for you, and then a Sydney Light.
0: <laughs> Sydney Light. What is this character
2: assassination? <laughs> <laughs> so early oh, in the I felt course. for you. I really did. <laughs> I was like, I
0: bet they pick Elijah Taylor, and they did, and I was nearly through the remote. <laughs> I felt for you. <laughs> These are a lot of the guys that you were on as well. Well, Robinson got through, and I'm like, come on, Hawthorne, trade back in. Yes, yeah, you were waiting for that, and it never came.
2: No, the bloody Gold Coast traded with Geelong. Mm. Their priority pick, or whatever it is, mid mid-priority pick, first round, some bullshit, Yep, for pick 41. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Come on. That <laughs> reeks. That reeks. Gil McLaughlin chucking another first round draft pick at Geelong for giving up mm. Tim Kelly. Mm. That is definitely what that is. I don't care what anyone else says. That goes on the back of who's the bloke that left Geelong and went to Port Adelaide? He was so useless that he looked terrible there. Oh, Motlop. Motlop. They yeah. got a first round compensation for oh, Motlop. That's right. They did too. Wow. There's two, you know. Which which allowed them to get Gary Ablett because... No,
0: Dangerfield. Allowed them to get Dangerfield, didn't mm. it? Oh, mm. Ridiculous stuff. Anyway. You need some salsa for that chip on your shoulder there, mate? Or you're right?
2: No. Well, um, chiropractic. That's right. <laughs> <what I need. laughs>
0: Geez, the tinfoil hat's are out early this week, I tell oh, you what. Oh, come on, that is ridiculous. I no, couldn't no, believe look, it. No, no, look, I'm not, I'm not going to deny it. you. Make it, he didn't You make s- a fair point. didn't
2: see many headlines about it either. It just got swept under the carpet, a first-round draft pick for Sharp. Jeez, it goes all
0: the way to the top, is that what you're saying? It couldn't go anywhere else, could it? <laughs> Geelong were top of the ladder, mate. Yeah, well. All the way to the top. We've got plenty to get through here. Uh, clearly, we've gone off on so many tangents in the first five minutes already. You'll um, just back-end this, right? I'll, I'll just cut it all. Don't yeah, worry good. about it, mate. Yeah, fair That's what I'm here for. Clean up your mess uh, Got some social media stuff Pick that up for me <laughs> Apple Podcasts First of all, rate and review us there 212 ratings uh, Now, our little game's back, Tiz It's not going away anytime oh, soon Really? Did who, we actually get any new ratings Or did you have to find a different stat? I made some calls <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, we reached 112 games And uh, who, you might ask Played exactly 212 games for Hawthorne? None other than Andy Collins a Very good player very good indeed. He played 189 of those games in succession. So how's that for durable? Extremely durable. I would have thought. Three-time Premiership Hawk: 88, 89, and 91. A zippy back pocket player. His personal best year, though, was arguably in 1990, in which he finished equal fifth in the Brownlow Medal count. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. There who, you go. Who won it in 1990? That was Libba. Oh, one of the Dark Ages of the Brownlow. Yep. <laughs> oh wow, that's a cheap drive by. Whatever. <laughs> Well played. He just scratched people. Well, that's what Bulldogs do. Wow. (laughs) Got you there, mate. Uh, He finished equal fifth in the Brownlow medal count and the same year was awarded the PCM. uh, I think he retired in 96 at the merger game, didn't he? He did. That was his final outing. He went on to serve as an an assistant coach at Hawthorne in 2004-2005. He also coached Box Hill briefly and then he led Williamstown quite recently to a premiership. He's uh, turned into a very good coach. He has indeed. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, at Hawk Talk Pod. We've surpassed 1,900 followers, which is excellent to see. The push to 2,000 is on. We might be able to reach that by the end of the year, tears. Who knows? Keep in touch with us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod, and Patreon. Some exciting news here, which we'll get to a bit later in the show. Competition time. Christmas is just around the corner. We've got ourselves a bit of an ad break later in this podcast, but uh, <laughs> look forward to that. There is a competition happening Just in time for Christmas, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod for more about that as well. Now, all that being said, the National Draft is, you do like this time of year.
2: I loved it. Sitting there, waiting for whoever we were going to get, laptop open in front of me to Mm -hmm. control F to find out, you know, find their name in the rundown and everything, (laughs) find everything about them. But um, nobody's bidding on Green and nobody's bidding Mm -hmm. on McGuinness. Remember that? Yep. That's all forgotten now. Who's going to bid on McGuinness and will they do it before our pick? Not a worry in the world. So
0: glad to not have that anxiety in my life. (laughs) And of course, it had to be North Melbourne, didn't it? Eventually. I did think that, you know, it might be Essendon to break our hearts. And then when the bid came through, I'm like, oh no, of course. Of course (laughs) it's them. (laughs) But then we got to
2: pick 13, finally. After Carlton did some really weird exchanges and things. Yeah, Sauce is just sort of making sure people remember him when he's gone.
0: Yeah, you were a bit bemused by that at the time. I remember you tweeting about it. Very odd. Yeah. Anyway, Will Day. And I'm like, who's Will Day? When did so you had no inkling leading up to that because well, Toomey had put it out. Well, that's it. So he was the first probably but to say who told him. I don't know. But it's H- a good game. How gap.
2: did he find out?
0: Well, it's his, it's his job. I, I mean, guess, Will didn't that. even know, did he? <laughs> He got an inkling from somewhere and then uh, a few other media outlets in the two days you, prior to the draft, they jumped what, on board. That'll be investigated. <laughs> oh, really? Right, he'll go through them like you wouldn't believe. Plug the leaks. <laughs> <laughs> Lamplight interrogations. <laughs> <laughs> this is not really
2: pleasing. Uh, anyway, so he took Will Day at... 187 centimetres, and 70 kilos, which should stand out to you. So he's got a bit of weight to put on. He's so wiry. He is. Um, but that means he has a lot of pace, and they probably like that about him, and they don't want him to lose that when he does put the weight on. Mm. Now, most people put him in the pigeonhole of a halfback flanker, mm-hmm. utility, but he sees himself as a midfielder. That's right. An untapped midfielder. Mm-hmm. And 187 He's probably still growing, so that's quite a quite a great size for a midfielder.
0: Well, that's where he was playing some of his junior footy. He uh, mentioned in his uh, presser with the club today, alongside the other boys, that uh, he started as a mid, but in terms of just, you know, growth and adolescence, the mm-hmm. other guys around him just sh- sort of shot past him. Right. And uh, it kind of shuffled him out of the midfield, and he found a home and half back, basically. So that's where he's been playing his footy ever since. Um, it's not to say he can't find his way back to the midfield. That certainly seems to be, by his own admission, his goal is to get back into that mix.
2: So that's that's interesting, don't you think? In what way? In that we've got a pick 13 who couldn't find a spot in the midfield at his club.
0: Well, I mean, that's virtue by the guys around him in their development. Yeah, I suppose. And their body size. like it's, As we said, this guy is twig thin. Like, he's so wiry. He's,
2: he's an untapped talent. Yes. I'll give you that. But, jeez... I don't know. I, I feel like you don't go with, like Melbourne, hmm. we've gone with a guy that's, um, you know, has a remarkably high elite ceiling. Yeah. But it's going to take a lot of work to get him there. That's all right. Did you hear him today? Whereas there were so many players there that could yeah. have just slotted into the lineup.
0: What you, do you think? But you know Hawthorne. Hawthorne's huge on versatility, especially Clarkson's Hawthorne. Do you think they've just forgotten how to do first round picks? Where's the trust? The trust is gone, mate. This this wonderful club that we support, why aren't you backing them in? We're talking about a bloke that the club has deliberately kept it on the down low that they're interested. They've instituted this sense of radio silence to even the player themselves. They've told him not to eat for 12 months. <laughs> Clearly, they, they've had this guy. He's been their man for a long time, is what we heard today. Long Espresso. way out, right? Yeah. So, so they're
2: thinking top five player.
0: Well, oh, Yeah, at the club, yeah. They're like this this guy is definitely on our radar and has been for a long time. So you you, you know, you're questioning the guys that know. I am, yep. Why? <laughs> I'm i I'm
2: allowed to question them. I'm alright, maybe I've been a little bit harsh. And it does yes. sound it does sound very Scrooge at this time of you to come out and sort of question his credentials and whatever. You just butt hurt per- because
0: all of your players were chosen elsewhere. Possibly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> However, <laughs> I can see what they've gone, for. okay, this kid's also an elite baseballer. He mm-hmm. has a, he had a future in that. Yep. So you're looking at a sportsman, well-rounded type. There's a, there's a movement in sport and in recruiting, even in the business world, that you want a, a breadth of talent mm-hmm. for the people that you pull in, right? And he's gone elite in both footy and baseball. And if we look at uh, Mitch Lewis. Yep. He's elite in golf. Happy to, mate. And now footy. <laughs> yeah. You can see that they're going for this... Uh, what it does is it, it enhances the spatial reasoning mm.
0: of the player and their decision-making skills are far quicker. You can almost say that he's uh, equipped with a certain versatility. Yeah. 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 He, he does look like
2: a player that could play anywhere on the ground.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, the exact point I was making. But...
2: <laughs> what 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 my problem is is that it's all potential. Like when I watch him I can go to, I can see it's, that he has it ri- is all
0: potential. That's what the draft is. The draft is all potential. Yeah, it's true. That's what this game is. I'm Welcome.
2: Ri- I am being ridiculous.
0: You are being a bit ridiculous. I am. And I think th- this is your All right,
2: let me just get behind the kid now. <laughs> oh, okay, we so, change your tune. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a nickname for him and everything.
0: Go on. His nickname is 1. No, no it isn't. Yes it is. No. Yep. We're taking this off the pod.
2: No, we're uh, not. It's th- gonna th- be called Will One Day. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> what? And maybe he will. One <laughs> oh day. he will.
2: He will one day. <laughs> yeah. Who's on first? I don't know. Who's- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I did notice from the tapes yeah. when I eventually got to see them mm. was that he has a ridiculous balance, doesn't he? Mm. In the yep. way that he runs. We we're talking about that before. Yep. Either foot, mm-hmm. he can hit a target. Yep. Unconventionally. May I underline that? His connection of foot to ball looks awful, but mm. is effective.
0: Absolutely. I'd agree with that. Yep. And, um,
2: of course, he has links in the past. So mm-hmm. his grandfather played in the 71 grand final. Yep. And 38 games for the club. And he wasn't he emotional on the celebration tape we got to see from That him? was a great video.
0: Yeah. All the family and friends there, and everyone goes up at once. And, again, that's brought into new context with the fact that he really didn't think. It was going to be Hawthorne. Oh, well, he's pretty relieved. Oh yeah. Well, I was a
2: bit. See, I was a bit pissed
0: off too because hmm.
2: he's he's not in the building. Everyone
0: else's That's pick right. was in the building.
2: <laughs> yeah, like the kid's not even in the building.
0: Yeah. Anyway, which was unorthodox. I think almost everyone else. I think everyone else was. Yeah. Every other player that was Every chosen was there.
2: Uh, well, this is the reason Robertson <laughs> was the last man standing.
0: That's awful. <laughs> awful.
2: <laughs> anyway, no, he'll he'll be very good. And uh, when you hear him talk, he was quite impressive as well.
0: He said something that I really appreciated today. Um, that I, I don't think the, the club's been in his ear about. I don't think it's something you can really teach, especially for a first press conference. Uh, this is just paraphrasing Will Day, of course. The idea that he doesn't just want to be there for two years, he wants to be there for 12. Right. Which I think is great. It's the right attitude to have on what is effectively day one. Business-like as well. Because he's angling for that 12-year contract already. <laughs> yeah, right. So,
2: what, a couple of years before he comes into the main team, you would have to say?
0: Yeah, it'll be a little while yet. Um, there's obviously a few things they've got to work on with him. Uh, room for improvements in his strength and inside game and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's plenty of time. Footy 40 IQs through the roof. Oh, there's a lot there that's already in place that looks pretty impressive. But, yeah, it, it'll take a bit of... Uh, a bit of a development yet before we see him do anything in the senior team. Uh, he's in, incidentally, he's not the first Will Day to play for Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Heard heard about this from one of our listeners. Uh, pick 34 in the 2004 rookie draft, Thomas Will Day. Did he ever play? No, he okay. refused to sign a contract with Hawthorne. What? After he was drafted and instead decided to concentrate on his studies in Perth. Interesting. So he didn't play one game. I wonder what he did. I think it was engineering, I think I read. Hardly worth it, is it, Ado? <laughs> wow, that was a very specific <laughs> shout-out. <laughs> Never mind the rest of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> they know Ado. Nah, no, they do know Ado. We'll have him back on next year. Uh, Will Day as well. Uh, he's currently living with Luke Brewston in the lead-up to Christmas, and he'll spend a week with uh, Gunston as well, apparently. So, yeah, interesting times for him. It's all, it's all happening. All Can happening you imagine how much his life changed on Thursday? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's gone from 0 to 100 immediately. It just must be, every single second must be the most surreal experience for him.
2: So there's already a Premiership Cup in the Day family. And we moved on to uh, Premiership Cup family (laughs) McGuinness. And they've got two already. So Nick, let's enter the mind of Nick Mason. (laughs) You're worried about Essendon bidding, are you? I think North Melbourne have a couple in a row and then...
0: Yeah, I just thought Essendon at some point, because I'm like, oh, that'd be such an Essendon thing to do. We're pulling Hartley off their list. Yeah. They're going to have
2: a go at us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then North did it. Yeah. And North did
0: it because they needed more time to do a deal with Essendon. It angered me even more (laughs) that that was the case. (laughs) Didn't talk about it much at the time. Didn't tweet about it, but I knew it was happening. Were you worried at
2: any point? No. No. Now, remember, this is important. Hawthorne traded out pick 30 mm-hmm. to get that into the, into next year. They mm-hmm. protected all those points, which was excellent move because the a pick comes in at pick 29, it would have decimated our 30. But as it was, we just got rid of a couple of picks in the 50s mm-hmm. and we still had pick 57 coming up after we picked up McGinnis. That's right. So McGinnis, we got him very, very cheap.
0: Yep, we did. It's all upside. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And I know that. I know that. It's just all salty at North, because it was them. That's all. (laughs) I just loved that it was North. (laughs) Of course you would. Because you would have known exactly what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I knew that we'd done well. And when the clock was ticking down, I I didn't have any concern or any nerves. Uh, I knew that Hawthorne would take him. And McGuinness was given those assurances by the club. As much as he, you know, fesses up to being a bit nervous at the time himself... Uh, in the lead-up, I think he said something like a fortnight before the draft night itself, um, he was given assurances that, you know, we'll take you, we'll match any bid. Well, we said that. People were still conjecturing about whether we would. but Oh, it's just nerves, mate. It's because fans wanted it to, ha- to happen so badly. 20% is a lot. Look at Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did well there myself, actually. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a great outcome. Yeah. Um, I mean the the alternative would have been a fairly miserable night for Hawks fans, right? Because I mean the hype train was Look, well not and well away, away. That wasn't going to happen. No, I'm am not I'm not dwelling on it. I'm saying it in celebration of the fact that Finn is officially ours. It's a great feeling. Now, one thing I I will say about Finn McGuinness
2: is when he reached the championships, mm. he tackled. Mm. Until that point, he wasn't so much about the tackling, but when he got there, his tackling rate went up like you wouldn't believe. Had a point to prove. He, I think he did. Mm. I think someone had a word in his ear. <laughs> Listen here, you, little shit. Oh. Defensive pressure. Defensive Get pressure. Get Well, so the knock-on on Finn, who is 189 centimetres and 82 kilos, mm-hmm. and if you compare that to Will Day, who's two centimetres smaller and 12 kilos less. Yep. You're looking at a kid that might be able to impact the first 22 next year. Do you think that's possible? There could be impact in, in Finn McGuinness next year? Or do you think his disposal? Which seems to be why Robertson and Finn both drifted on draft nine True, yeah. Um, inability to hit a target really cost them. But um, we're pretty happy with that. We just get into handball all the time, Right. We've had players <laughs> like play. that before.
0: <laughs> we certainly have. Yeah. Uh, does he make an impact in 2020 in the senior team? If all goes right for us, no. He can go inside. He can go outside. He's elite speed. Yeah, great. On paper, he looks excellent. Uh, if everything goes well for Hawthorne next year, no, he doesn't. Doesn't even get a look in. Oh, wow. Well, where are you going to put him? And well, who comes Smithy out of the side? Missy and Hendo are looking a bit old. You could pop him on a wing. Well, isn't he meant to be an inside
2: mid? Rather than the outside. But he's but he's fast. Yeah, I get that. It's and just, he's a I, bit light for inside mid as he is at the moment. I I'd be playing guys with a bit more I mean, you don't Warple's inside. Yes. He didn't start there. Mm. First few games no, were the for half forward flank. Yeah, so you I, protect no, I understand the kid that. a bit.
0: Yeah. But he could make an impact for us. Oh look, potentially. But there's a few guys ahead of him at Box Hill, I would have thought, who are probably pressing their cases. Yeah. <laughs> Dubious of that claim. What Dylan Moore, obviously, is the wingman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, who I'm not about to say is going to set the world on fire in 2020, but he's there. Well, I, I mean, him. Will Day's keenly aware he has to do an apprenticeship.
2: Mm. Right in the in the twos. Yep. And uh, I think Finn McGuinness may have a very very short apprenticeship in the twos.
0: I'd agree with that. I'd say there's a short one, but probably not inside a few months of 2020. Short. I'd say we give him a year. Really? Yeah, so give all these blokes at least a year. Well, Cyril never touched a ball at Box Hill. He was picked 12. Yeah, but if you measure anything by Cyril criterion, then of course that's going to blow everything out of the water, isn't it? That's not a fair yardstick to use.
2: Now, I've just checked out another website, and Will Day's gra- gained 6 kilos and 2
0: centimetres. What to... is going on with this? I wanted to correct you on that, because in my notes, you, you have him at 70 kilos here. Yeah? I do. I have him at 76 so, I, di- I wasn't sure whether to correct you on that, but here we are. Maybe you binged. Uber Eats and stuff. <laughs> and menu log in the off-season. Did you see how much Will Gould uh,
2: weighs? How much does he weigh? How much would you reckon he'd be satisfied for an 18-year-old weighing? No. 192 centimetres. So, three centimetres more than Finn. I don't know.
0: Anywhere between 80 and 90, I guess. 90 would be pushing 106. It. Bloody hell. Okay.
2: You reckon Franklin will be the only one losing k- kilos up there? My goodness. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he went to Sydney as well.
0: Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> so out of the Sandy Dragons, straight into the uh, Box Hill seconds, you reckon? Into the Hawthorne seconds? Yeah.
0: yeah. Why is that so controversial? Why, you, why do you have that look on your face? It's not crazy to say that a guy should go to Box Hill first. I reckon this kid could be elite. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying it will take time. Is completely dependent on what happens with the senior team. But they've known he's coming for years. Not like
2: Will Day, (laughs) where they think they can get him and they have to hide it. Mm -hmm. They've known that they can get him if they want him. Mm -hmm. So I think there might be a plan in place for Finn. Probably. I would hope
0: so. I hope there's plans in place for all these guys. Well,
2: there will be now. They'll be drawing them up. But for Finn, they could have done it 12 months ago.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Um, But as I say, it's dependent on what the senior team does. I, I think at 22 the seniors, is pretty much set. So, you know, you're looking at suspensions and injuries and I guess apart from that, yeah, you you know, maybe a player or two has catastrophically terrible form that opens up a chance. That's what you're looking at. Otherwise, no, I don't think these guys get an opportunity that immediately. Uh, Something's gone wrong if they do. That's what I'm saying.
2: Finn can also kick a goal. Yes. Like they have a goal at his disposal, but he's a lovely kick for goal.
0: Yeah.
2: We've got a goal-scoring midfielder. A rel-
0: we could, we didn't even have that in our 3 Pete. <laughs> a relentless big-bodied extractor is how I've described him in my notes here. Uh, it really helps as well that he wanted to be there. I mean, Will Day wanted to as well. He, he wanted to be a hawk. But Finn McGuinness, uh, he, he wants to carry on that legacy. One of his favourite footy moments, he said, uh, is being at the 2008 Grand Final with uh, his father, Scott. Watching us roll the cats. And if that doesn't get you on side with the young lad, then I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good moment. Oh, it's a fantastic game. So, how many Hawthorne supporters have we got on the list now? Because it's getting a bit extreme. Patton, Scrimshaw, McGuinness, Day. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few, isn't there? Yeah. It's the family club. And people said Hawthorne wasn't sentimental. That's certainly changed in the last month, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we still don't have a grandfather, uh, we don't don't have a father son academy still. That's true. Yep. So got plenty more academy talk coming up later in this show. Uh, we heard from Trent at Hawk Talk Pod. He tweeted us: "I worry about the expectations the fans are putting on Finn. Can he live up to the hype? It's a fair question." Yeah, he can live up to the hype. Well, we know where you stand. You've called him uh, a future elite talent, basically potential. Yeah,
2: yeah, I can see everything about him could go elite. Sort of
0: walked it back there a bit. There, it's just saying it's potential. Yeah. Okay,
2: but. Having said that, well, you've got to remember, and I'm not sure whether I've owned up to this before, but, wow, I basically said Roughhead would amount to nothing. Wow.
0: After his first four or five games, which were pretty bloody awful. So we're into about year four of this podcast, and that's finally come out. It's brave, mate. It's brave. But that's what it's like, isn't it? Well, you can't know, can you?
2: And so, and Sicily's
0: debut was horrendous. Don't even remember it. Perhaps that's
2: telling. Well, he <laughs> he had the ball. Say so we're recording now. We're about a metre apart. Mm-hmm. The ball was in between me. I'm Sicily. You're some Geelong sup- player. Yep. And he shirked the issue. Mm. And everyone in the crowd, ooh, <laughs> right in front of the MCC. And he got selected the following week, because mm. Clarka does that thing where you're going to get three games in a row. Yep. I don't I don't even think you've got to touch that game, Sicily. Big yeah, game to right. debut in, but, mm. yeah, it looked awful. So the pressure's always there for all of them. I'm not sure the expectations make it much worse. Do you?
0: I think you get into a zone when you're actually in the game. You get into the flow of it and that you're not actively consciously processing the idea of expectation and pressure when it comes to the crunch. See, we'll get to uh, Jekka later, but yeah, he has it.
2: You notice there's a lot of midfielders in the first 20 because mm. they get the ball a lot, mm-hmm. and they're responsible for getting it themselves. But for guys like Jekka, mm. um, they've got to wait for the delivery to be good enough. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or to their advantage. it's very hard to make your own... Make your own space in a in a bad team. Hmm. Anyway, we're getting side sidetracked. I think he could be very, very much
0: elite. Oh, I'm agreed with you. Time will tell. Uh McGinnis, huge raps on McGuinness, as a lot of Hawks fans and our listeners have. So uh And Scott McGuinness came in for a lot
2: of flack during his Did career. He? There you well, go. Well he was a fantastic athlete, but not the best footballer. Hmm.
0: So his father will help him deal with that. It just feels good that he's ours. That's put to bed now. There was so much hype leading up to the pick draft. Pick 29. Pick 29. That is a dream pick to get him at, by the way. Yeah, wasn't it good? It just just was not coming through. Went through that whole first night. And uh, once, the, once the first night came to a close, I was like, well, he's ours. That's it. That's the end of it now. Absolutely. I felt completely comfortable with that. It felt good because uh, for a while there we weren't sure. And we move on. now. Th- I love this.
2: Because I knew we were in a part of the draft where anything could happen.
0: Then mm. we
2: go and get a kid called Josh Morris. Yep. General forward, 186 centimetres, 76 kilos. Out of SA. Out of South Australia, yep. And uh, he had some remarkable stats early. I think his first seven games for, what is it? Woodville something, something Torrens? Woodville
0: West Torrens,
2: Eagles. He booted 11 goals in uh five games for the uh, reserve side. But in his first five games in the SANFL under-18s, he kicked no less than five goals in five games.
0: I've got 33 goals from seven games. That is ridiculous. And he kicked three in a winning grand final for Woodville West Torrens Eagles as well. So uh, when the kid wants to, he can show up. <laughs> He's got a lit- elite speed, his agility's good, no endurance,
2: no. and he can jump. Loves to tackle, too. His tackling's okay.
0: He's got some good aggression and physicality, which is good to see. Uh, At one point, he was running at 80% conversion in front of goal. Beautiful. That's what uh, we want. Yep. I mean, he's got all the ingredients of a dangerous forward. Explosive speed off the mark, strong hands overhead. Mullet. (laughs) Quality finisher with with a really good set shot technique. I mean, and the mullet. Mullet is gone. It'll be back. He reckons it's going to be back. Or well, maybe that was just lip service in the presser today. You reckon he's not gonna bring the feathers back? Well he joked that he would, but I, I kinda wanted to. Him to. Now. Yeah, now he's said Put it. Put the pressure on himself. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> <laughs> Threw himself under the bus. Gee, there's gonna be some lovely little
2: small forwards at Box Hill next year. Mm. Got Walker and Morris and Ross, potentially Hanrahan, if Poppy keeps him out of the lineup.
0: It just feels like after this draft all things considered like we, we do have an incredibly deep defense now <laughs> our strongest line just became stronger, but all things considered across every line, we seem to be a more complete list, a more complete side. Do you think that's a fair reading? no or you don't think that's accurate no not really i'll
2: give you i'll right I'll give you the rundown okay. All right, here we all go right. we We still have one spot on the list available mm-hmm. which is um potentially uh, it's the carrot. Dangling in front of Minchington as he trains with us throughout the summer. Mm. So let's see. We said goodbye to Roughhead and replaced him with Patton. Brand left to Sydney.
0: Tretorious behaviour. What, you're going to really hold that against him?
2: Replaced with Frost.
0: (laughs) Moving on, I guess. (laughs) Moore, Tim Mm. Moore, replaced Mm. by Hartley. Mm -hmm.
2: Minchington off the list, upgraded uh, Hanrahan in response. Show and Makers. Yes, got it. Replaced by Mash, who's upgraded. Yep. Birchill, Will Day. Mm. Pitonette, Emerson Jecker, who's a rookie. Miles, remember mm. him? Yep. McGuinness. Okay. Who I think can impact. And then we've got Morris for Nash, who was elevated, and Hanrahan, who was elevated, is replaced by Pepper. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that there's any great, you know, boost to our list with those recruits, because you lose Roughhead and uh, Birchall. It's a hell of a lot of talent. And then Pitnet, we haven't replaced the Ruck.
0: That's the one that concerns me. When I say we've got a more complete list, I really did think that was going to be the first place that you jumped to. It's like, well, mate, we lost a Ruck and didn't really bother to cover that again. And true, we haven't. Um, That's a little bit concerning for me. But let's be real about Roughhead and Birchall's output over the last two years, right? Birchall barely played. And rough, rough Ed was on the decline. It's <laughs> just, there is... Kick six in a game, mate. Come on. <laughs> in a farewell <laughs> game, run on purely on emotion. That was what was in the tank. Right, Yeah, fair enough. I'm not discrediting it. It was a fantastic performance and what a day. But So
2: what you're saying is we're getting going to get more out of Patton and Frost and Hartley than we did out of Rough Ed Brand and, um, let's say, Birchall.
0: In the last couple of years, hmm. yes. Fair, and, fair and, enough. And it, Hope you're right. Oh, that's fair enough? Oh, okay. Because you you were just sitting there looking at me like that's the craziest thing anyone said. And I yeah, I won't hear otherwise from Well any what fans. I'm saying is there's no real
2: change in the depth of the squad across the lines. I don't know about that. It does I mean, it feels like we have a hell of a lot of defenders, but we yeah. we really don't. I mean we've got we've picked up a midfielder. Mm. Will day can play wherever he likes. <laughs> right? Yep. Morris is a forward. Mm. Jekka can play wherever he likes but prefers to play forward. Um, Pepper came basically a forward until they put him behind the ball to get more touches. Mm -hmm. That's it.
0: We're going to have to do a proper list podcast to go through this because I I think your reading on this is wrong. I think we've got a bit more depth than we did last year.
2: I think you're getting confused by the fact that we recruited so many forwards and then pushed them behind the ball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now we think they're halfback flankers, but they're really not.
0: Right. Okay. Like Sicily, <laughs> Hardwick came to us as a forward. You don't think we have a surplus of defenders now? You genuinely don't think that? No. I'm not saying they have to remain in defence, but on paper.
2: No, I don't. I don't think so. All right. Okay. Especially not key defenders. I mean, Frawley. No,
0: I'm not saying key defenders necessarily. Okay, Frawley and Stratton are, are in the twilight of their careers. No, I know that, but not. Not just yet, I mean, they'll be gone, what, in a year or two? I definitely think we could have drafted a tall defender. Really? Another one? Yep. Okay, all right. Interested to hear from fans on that one. At Hawk Talk Pod. hit us up. See what you make of uh, Tiz's crazed hunger for yet another defender. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think it's a bit much, but each to their own. I'd love some more midfielders. I mean, that's the way of the
2: Dogs and uh, Richmond. It's just a team of midfielders running around. Do you remember James Cousins?
0: Yeah. Yep, okay. Just checking. What? <laughs> just We've got a fair few mids as well. And you want McGuinness in there? Yeah, we we don't play them. We don't play but that's them as what a depth team is, of mate. marauding mids, do we? Well, that's what depth is. Okay. That you have them, and they're in your back pocket, but they don't necessarily get a game every week. That's what depth is about. And I'm saying it's better than it was. It's not that outlandish a statement. Okay. Are we done talking about Josh Morris? Do we have any, anything else to say about him? No, he just looks like a natural forward, which is something yeah, know, that I like. Are we thinking like a, a sort of Gunston
2: understudy? Uh, they say Gunston because he has a very nice marking ability and an mm. excellent set shot. Similar size as well, isn't he? He is, but when you look at the fact that he makes really good decisions, mm. Clarko's looking for a fella that he's going to take up the ground. He doesn't want him that close to goal. Mm, okay, And you'll... And I noticed even when he played for South Australian in the championships, he had many more inside 50s than he did for Woodville West Torrens because he was up the ground. There you go. (laughs) So he'll be a lovely little link player because he makes great decisions. So if you look at him, Josh Morris, he'd be looking to play like
0: Wingard or someone like that. Okay, interesting comparison. Now, with all that being said, uh, Will Day, Finn McGinnis and Josh Morris, our picks in the 2019... AFL National Draft so uh, we might take a quick break and then come back and look at the preseason rookie draft and here we are the first ever ad in Hawk Talk podcast history we'll promise to make it brief folks so we can get back into the good stuff but for now it's time to talk about our Christmas competition Tiz our next pick these prizes And uh, worst prize is... Worst prize. Making it sound like... I've done well with these. Third prize. Yeah, okay, fine. We'll settle for third
2: prize. Yeah, AFL iconic clashes involving Hawthorne. Where Mm -hmm. they win, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's a three DVD set. Uh, has some great... <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> Get to the end. You Who is five points. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we giving them away? So many questions. Uh, there's three great games on this set. Uh, we've got the merger match. We've got the Great Escape out at Waverley. Clarko makes an appearance in the merger match. That's right,
2: yeah. He'll I mean... see something he likes, picks him for the job years
0: later. <laughs> And uh, the third game is when Buddy kicks 13 down in Tassie. So three iconic clashes as advertised. Is... Fantastic arc there over the three. That's right. Uh, you could win that if you enter. Uh, There's second prize as well. You could win this one instead of the iconic clashes one. Maybe this is the one you want to win. It's great AFL thrashings. Now this is fun because you just sit there watching the goals go through. That's right. It's a five-disc set. to so get five games, including one of my favourites, where we smashed port at the MCG. Terrible. I can't advise... Any drinking games to use with this set? No, you will die. (laughs) Cyril and Buddy combined for 14 goals in that game I just mentioned. Please do not use a drinking game with this. (laughs) And then, what's the first prize? What could possibly be the first prize? Right, if you enter the competition, you could win the Premierships Collection. It's a 13-disc DVD set. And you get to watch them all in order. Go you know, any order you want, it's all yours. Now you've got oh, it, you can yeah. do whatever you want. Can't we put that restriction on it? Because I feel like not enough people watch 61. Now, you might be wondering, what do you got to do to be in the running for these prizes? Yeah, what do you got to do to be in the running for these prizes? <laughs> Happy to tell you, Tiz. To get your hands on one of these prizes, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon from the $5 tier. That's patreon.com/slash hawk talk pod. Now, subscribing from the $5 tier, that gives you an entry into this competition. But you get plenty of great other stuff as well. You get all our bonus content that we've already put up there. Uh, it's $5 US a month. That'll If you stay with us, you'll get all of our future bonus episodes as well. Um, and, you know, the most recent one, that was our fixture analysis, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was a really fun Can we episode. we announce where we're going? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, we've already put plans in place for
2: 2020. No one else knows but the subscribers. Because we're giving them time to get their Black
0: Friday. <laughs> get their fares in order. Yeah. <laughs> Affairs and fairs, yes. Yep. <laughs> so, basically, you're getting an entry, but you're getting so much more if you sign up on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash Uh Existing subscribers at the $5 tier are Automatic entrance. Yep, automatic yep. entrance, so you don't have to worry about that if, you, if in fact you were. How do I know if I've won? So glad you asked. Uh, we're going to be drawing the prizes on the 16th of December. So, you have until then to basically sign up as a subscriber from the $5 tier to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. Get an entry to win one of those great box sets. Who knows, you might get the Premiership collection, which is an absolute. Five bucks for every single Premiership it is ridiculous. You won't get a bargain like that anywhere. Doesn't matter, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. You can't beat Hawk Talk Pod. Exactly right. So, patreon.com slash Hawk Talk Pod. Get your entry. Go on the running to win one of those box sets. Get all the bonus episodes. You're set for the holidays, mate. How good is that? Hawk Talk Pod with you through the holidays.
2: That's the best ad we've ever done.
0: (laughs) The other ad we've ever done. Exactly. Nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of rookies, we're on to the rookie draft. We are indeed. What do you think of this bloke? We took with pick nine. Emerson Jecker. Great name. Love the name. Bit of conjecture about his surname. We're just going to go with Jekka right now. That's I'm happy infamous... with Jekka. Yeah. It's it a could... strong name. Well, it could be pronounced another way. We'll find what, out. Jaker? Jaker? Like, as in? Jaker O'Meara? <laughs> <laughs> Jaker Omira? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We're, we're just going to go with Jekka.
2: Okay. Just so, just for the... Uh... Well, that's what they were calling it on those videos. I was watching of him sort of uh,
0: taking contestant marks and looking very, very Nick Riewoldt-esque. That's good enough for me. He was projected to go between 40 and 70 in the, in the draft initially. He was
2: mm. for for this year, yes. Yeah. But it, for the previous year, he was projected top 10.
0: Is that right?
2: I didn't read that. His form in 2018, far better than his 2019 form. And that's basically due to injuries. So I was going to say that. This yeah. guy can come from the clouds and be an absolute gem for us. Mm. And if you look at his hands clean hands in the marking contest, there weren't many players in that draft that could do those kind of things.
0: Sadly for Jekka, he was the uh, only player invited along to draft night that didn't get drafted, which must have been not fun at all. That'd be shocking. That would be the worst feeling. Uh, we heard from Cameron at Hawk Talk Pod. He tweeted us, why did Emerson Jekka slide so far down the draft order? Now, we've kind of already touched yeah, on I'll it. It just- was... His injury history, he suffered a knee injury playing for the under-18 Australian team against Casey. Now, fortunately, it wasn't an ACL, but he was sidelined for two months. And when he returned, he uh, he represented Vic Metro for a couple of games. Still a bit unfit, though, by his own admission. So, maybe the injury scared some clubs off. Uh, he does seem to be a bloke that uh,
2: works down his defender. Mm. So, his endurance works him over. Um, so, He's very athletic and very agile, and for a key forward, now let's say he he stands at 198 centimeters, 91 kilos.
0: That is a big guy, and he's. They don't call him a forward; they call him a key position utility. Yes, a towering key position utility. I have you now. Are we thinking ruck? Can do. He could, can do. He could ruck. Yep, I'm thinking ruck forward. Okay, so ruck yeah. relief forward. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Because his main expertise is his aerial game, uh, as, you, as you've sort of touched upon. Reading the flight of the footy, pulling down strong contested marks. Uh, th- these he's, are his chief says strengths. He says he's modelled his game on Josh Kennedy. Yes. The which the Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good guy to base a game off him. I mean, unless it's the 2015 grand final, he's got nothing to worry about.
2: Yeah, so that is a rookie pick that I'm very impressed with. Western Jets, Vic Metro had a struggle of a year this year. If he gets back to the form of 2018, builds on that, gets the right people around him showing him how to play that role. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Really, the, the other knock his on him... His highlight package was very nice. It was, yeah. I was very impressed with that. The, the knock on him has been his decision-making, but you know, you put him into well, a system... that's about the structures. Yeah. yeah, you plug him into a system such as Hawthorne, you iron those kinks out, so I'm not particularly worried about that. Brooming kick, great hands, proven at both ends of the ground...
2: So this decision-making thing was a real problem mm. for a lot of players when they arrive at them. Do you know how they fix this stuff?
0: No, I don't. Do you have any insight?
2: They have like a strobe machine.
0: Yeah, not quite the answer or the direction I thought you might go in with this one. Well,
2: you you get you get a, what do you call it, a scenario, mm. and you have to pick what you're going to do, and then basically the...
0: Okay, okay, yeah. So
2: you get two flicks Yeah. of images, which are... Two little flicks of the situation. Basically, it's trying to mimic under pressure Mm. what your brain will be able to um, absorb Mm. and then make decisions on. So, it gives you very, very limited information. You have to come to the right decision. Basically, the more often you do that, Mm. the better you become. That's why Hawthorne make them have these years in the Box Hill, etc. But in this little device, they can mimic that pressure, the Mm. lack of complete information, Mm. all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating. It's going isn't to be it? fantastic for people like Finn McGuinness, who also has trouble making the correct decision, mm. um, and kicking to advantage, which is another f- point f- for
0: an inside mid as well. When things get a bit hairy, yeah, that's going to be oh, uh, invaluable. He'd already be very good, but for yeah. him to go better, he's got to yeah. do this kind of work. Exactly. Yep. yep. So it seems like we're on the same page with Jacko. I think We're feeling pretty good about that pickup. Good
2: name. Like you can yell that name out. Yeah. The ball coming down inside fifty. Jacko. Jacko. Fantastic! Yeah, love right? it already.
0: Yeah. Is that the next guy we're strapping a rocket to? Uh,
2: kind of feels like it. Yeah,
0: time will tell. Yeah. I like it, though.
2: <laughs> Have we had one off
0: the rookie list before? Oh, I don't think so, actually. Oh, this could be our Hail Mary. <laughs> this could be our finest work yet. <laughs> <laughs> Truly our masterpiece here at the Hawk Talk Pod. Let's go on to the next guy, taking the preseason draft, Michael Hartley. This one had been tipped for a fair while.
2: So Essendon refused to delist him. Now I think it was Max of Fox Sports put out that um Essendon went to the media with we couldn't let Danaher go because we don't see there's much talent in the draft in terms of talls they did say that and um Max Lawton that is and then their picks in the draft
0: mm. two talls it's kind of like they were uh well, I tell you what it says full to of the me. old manure. Danaher is <laughs> Yeah. He is gone. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a fair point. Well, it says that they don't think they can win his love back <laughs> of the club. They can't make him love them. Yes. Though. That's right.
2: Yeah. yeah. So Michael Hartley must be absolutely over the moon to be out of that joint mm-hmm. and consider himself lucky. Yeah. All they had to do was delist him and he could have gone to the club
0: oh, yeah. no, whenever he liked. No, they're terrible. But they refused. Yeah, no, they're awful. We know this. I, I, like I'm just at doing no I'm, cost to them. I know I'm doing my best to move fast. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. I mean, I just, it's just it's awful. How would you be being on their list? Yeah, no, it does not. It, yeah, there's something very wrong down there. Anyway, uh, all right, we'll move along. Okay. No, I'm just saying Hartley. He's an interesting case because he was kind of down the pecking order at Essendon. He's and, behind um, two all Australians. Hawthorne, I think I think he's going to have to work just as hard, if not harder, to break into the side. So it's an interesting movie, mate. It's a fresh third club, is it? I think it's his third club. It was Collingwood, then Essendon, and now Hawthorne.
2: Well, I think he just has better body on body work than Brand did. Because obviously Hawthorne let Brand go because they knew Hartley was coming.
0: Yeah, they might have seen that, you know, as harsh as it sounds, they, they might have thought that Brand's has hit his ceiling. This is as far as we can go with this guy. I mean, he could turn into a very good player still. Yeah. He's got skills and everything, but well, the I, environment
2: I... he just wasn't responding to. So, yeah. you let him go. There's no ill will there. Nope. They found him a good club, or mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. Moves on with his career.
0: He could still be good. I mean, you're talking to the right guy. a would be on brand. But, well, they delisted
2: uh... him early, so he had plenty of time to find a new
0: club. That's right. Essendon. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm happy with Hartley as a replacement. I... I... Admittedly, I don't know too much about him. I, I couldn't tell you anything. He's twenty six. Spe- well, that that's good. That's good as well. One hundred mm-hmm. and ninety eight centimeters
2: tall. And if Frawley goes down, he
0: just steps into the role. That's right, and we needed that. So he's going to be, he's going to be there alongside Frawley and Frost, and there if we need him. Otherwise, I expect he'll spend a lot of time at Box Hill. Mostly, that's what that's what I would predict.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'll, Well, he'll have to l- learn the structures, and so will Frost, too. So his first hmm. couple of games are going to be pretty
0: dodgy, I would say. <laughs> You've called it from far out. I don't think it's a ridiculous call, mind. But Well, I just... remember Gibbo's first couple of games. Yeah. Even Lakey looked terrible. Yeah, yeah. Frawley. It
2: takes them a little yeah. while. It's about six games before they look good. Okay, look forward to that. <laughs> Having said that, Tom Mitchell's going to take a little while, too. So I don't think anyone mm-hmm. should expect him to hit Brownlow form.
0: No. Round one. Put those expectations back in the box, people. <laughs> he's Recovering from a serious injury. so. But Hartley will be good for us. I agree. Uh, we move on to the next generation Academy pick, Category B rookie Harrison Pepper. Uh, he's been working with
2: Hawthorne for a while. I believe they kind of wanted him to go into defence to see how much of the ball he could get because mm. he was a bit stifled up forward and
0: could be sat on. Turns out he can get a lot more. Yeah, He rose to the challenge. Uh, He progressed from a 7.4 disposal average for the Gippsland Power in 2018 to 16.5 on average this season. Huge. Yeah.
2: And uh, three and a half marks a game with uh, equal inside 50s to rebounds, which shows that he's just covering the whole whole ground there.
0: Big raps on him at the moment as an ultra-competitive mid-sized defender. Outstanding speed to his name as well. Uh, recorded a 2.95 second 20-metre sprint at this year's State Draft Combine. Just slightly faster than Finn, which you remember, that was a big story. Mm. I mean, granted, it's only .01 faster, right. but that faster is to faster. you to the ball quicker. Exactly right. Uh, so, pleasingly for Hawthorne as well, he's versatile, as we've covered – uh he gets has experience both forward and back, so I mean it seems like now he's switched into defence, he's playing special fo- football football. He is not the
2: generic Hawthorne pickup. How do you mean? Well his disposal is pretty bad. Okay, <laughs> yeah. And he has almost no endurance. Mm-hmm. So there's We've had players like that. Yeah, I know. But this is this is a big thing at Hawthorne. Endurance and kicking ability. Mm. They are basically the first things checked off. So they must highly rate his speed and his competitiveness yeah. to bring him to the club. Yeah, He looks like a kid, 181 centimetres, 84 kilos, that really will impose himself on a game. Mm. And he has the determination not to, well, to sort of um, try to right the ship. And if anything's going badly, he'll impose his will
0: on the contest. I like those players. Yeah, that ties a bit of a bow in this draft period for us. They're all our selections right there that we've gone through. Yeah, uh, we'll get to some listener questions. We heard from Wiley. Speaking of academy stuff, I guess um, at Hawk Talk Pod, I see the extra third and fourth round picks we acquired from the 2020 draft as point matching picks for Connor Downey. A smart move in my book. What other academy options do we have? I had a tough time trying to find this out.
2: Well, let's just look at our draft hall for 2020. Mm-hmm. We have a round one pick. Which is ours, our original pick. Yep. Our round two is tied to North Melbourne. That's right, yeah. After we did that trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, round three, we have two picks. Hawthorne's original pick and one tied to Essendon. Okay. And round four, we have two picks again. Our original pick and one tied to the Dogs.
0: It's not looking too bad. I was going to say, that deal with North, I don't expect them to be much chop next year. Okay, yep. Yeah. What about Essendon? Uh, Essendon, I don't think will be top eight.
2: And, well, I mean, round four of the dogs, who, you know, you're too far out really anyway. Yeah, I, d- they, I don't care about gonna that They're going to be quite
0: one. good, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I don't really care about that one because it's late anyway. So, So
2: Connor Downey, mm. who sounds like an Irish player. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to do it. Not doing the
2: accent. Which was, which was interesting because often Hawthorne will just pluck some Irish fella like Connor Nash and put him on the list. Mm. That didn't happen. Didn't seem to happen in any other club either mm. this time. Anyway, Connor downey uh, has represented Australia in the under eighteens mm-hmm. and uh, is an inside mid inside outside he, mid
0: you watch his highlights? I think they're up on YouTube. You can just search Connor Downey and there'll be a highlights package there for you. I think Looks that's like pretty good, good,
2: does it? Yeah, so we're going to have three Connors by the end of next year.
0: That's a weird thought, but yeah, it seems like <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is that we're protecting. Connor Downey, it's like that's, that's who we're going to go with and we're going to protect that.
2: I think that's right. Yeah. But I also think that they bought that initial uh, trade to bring in a second round pick was to free up that first round pick to try and get us into the 2019 draft again, but it didn't eventuate.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that's what was going to happen as well, but no, it didn't come to pass. Um, we heard from AFL for fans at Hawk Talk Pod. The academies and zones clearly advantage the AFL's pet teams in vulnerable marketplaces and make the draft unfair for teams like Hawthorne. Should we care? And why don't people care? People don't care because it's understood that it's a socialist monopoly. (laughs) And we'll move on from there. I think we'll go to some more (laughs) questions. Uh, All right. So, here's the thing. I think we do okay with our academy. We're punching above our weight, mate.
2: We get hamstrung at every turn. We've just got a
0: leg up. I just told you about that. Well, Gold Coast as well.
2: Gold Coast got the first two draft picks and the ability to trade out a round one for a 41st pick. This is crap,
0: Nick. (laughs) We have the Gippsland Power Talent Zone in Vic, Mm. Eastern Rangers Talent Zone also in Vic, obviously, and the Catherine region in the Northern Territory. But isn't that being given to bloody Gold Coast? I think they will infringe on that, yes. I think that's part of the the plan. I need more anger in your voice there. (laughs) Well... I was angry before. Now, I've kind of mellowed about it. (sighs) What what can you even say at this point? I can say that if... I don't (laughs) know why the picks
2: one and two are so happy to go Gold Coast. I mean, I understand they've got like a bromance going. Mm. But that is one shit club.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not exactly um, the whole draft night dream come true thing, is it?
2: Well, they put up on Insta, like, Mm. they had the five fellas there. Mm. They're showcasing their talents.
0: They got one of their names wrong. Oh, God. Amateur hour. Yeah. This is what you're dealing with. This is where you're going. They go to the Gold Coast for the same reason that Cornelio signs on with the Giants. Is that? (laughs) Refusing to acknowledge him. (laughs) Oh, fair enough. If he'd played in that grand final, they would have (laughs) won. Oh... <laughs> Low blow. Oh, uh, shame. Miscellaneous list of questions. We heard from Patrick Slingo at Hawk Talk Pod. Who of the new draftees will be the first to get a senior game? My I'm inclined to agree with that. Yep. I think he's the most ready made of. Yeah, he's the best prepared. Yep. It'll take a while, but he will get there. Nicholas Vines at Hawk Talk Pod. Who are we picking to be the standout draftee for us next season? My money is on Finn or Day, but I love our little success stories when we pick 40 and above and it turns out to be the second coming of Warple. How did he go so late? It's so good. Yeah, it was 45, wasn't it? Sicily was 56. This is
2: why none of these boys should get carried away that they weren't picked in the first round or anything like that. You can make your own career. What I will say to you is that as no one who was drafted last year actually got selected to play for Hawthorne, Mm. we should be looking at who was drafted in the 2018 AFL draft to see who we're going to be seeing. In 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take you through the names. Please do. Who you got? Well, we didn't have a lot of picks. <laughs> Our first overall pick was at 52, Jacob Kaczynski. He was 52. Okay. All right. Another Murray Bush Rangers boy. Mm-hmm. We're going to see him
0: next year. I wouldn't have thought so. Our but... fourth round pick, number 63, Matthew Walker. More inclined to say that he might get a run. So
2: we're looking at... Matthew Walker, Hanrahan, Poppy, mm-hmm. Wingard. Who else plays that small fork? Nash.
0: A... <laughs> I should have seen that coming. <laughs> Jeez, he telegraphed it as well. I did.
2: <laughs> uh yeah. Well we could I would love to see Walker. He's it's... done some miraculous things. We also bought onto the onto the list three players through the rookie draft and one who had to be redrafted to pay his contract out. Uh at pick fourteen, Damon Greaves. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen a lot from
0: Damon? No. I'm I'm not really sure what to make him just yet. Will Golds at 30 like him a bit more.
2: Now he has a certain poise. Mm-hmm. Um a certain ability to play beyond his um, stick
0: like figure. Yes.
2: Do you think he could possibly
0: Are you having him on a wing or what are you doing with him? Well he's probably not quick enough for a wing. So where are you putting him? It wouldn't have to be a half-forward flank kind of role. Who are you taking out of the side?
2: Gunston. He's moving to the back line.
0: Who are you moving out of the back line? Burgoyne. What's Burgoyne doing? Playing Box Hill? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know what he's doing. You give me crap for saying Wingard could ever play Box Hill. Burgoyne's not going back to Box Hill, mate. Not going to happen.
2: All right. Well, that's it, because Tim Moore is off the list now. He was the next pick, and Will Langford was the bloke that got paid out. Well, Well, you're
0: moving pretty swiftly along. What is a... A decent conundrum that Hawthorne has. I mean, you want to bring Golds into the side, but I'm asking where, and there's just nowhere for him. Barring... They usually roll them
2: through the half-forward flanks. Well,
0: barring injury suspension or form or management or something. Well, that's how most of these players get their opportunities. So you think think half-forward. Fair enough, I guess.
2: Um, Darren Minchington came to the club, obviously had a hell of a lot of injuries. Mm -hmm. We also added Ned Reeves to the uh, list.
0: Yep. So he will get a hell of a lot more time in the Ruck at Box He's Hill He's got no choice. <laughs> Unless we use that list spot on a Ruckman, which I don't think is going to happen. Doesn't look like the best draft class at the moment, does it? I just don't think they've had the opportunities and probably won't for a little while. I think our list is a bit more solid than you think. Kaczynski needs to um, fill out a bit more. We know his stats from Box Hill where he doesn't lose when he plays. This is the thing about Cozzy, though. Like He can have another year's development by virtue of how we've done this off-season. That's... Well, he gets a lot more exposure now. Yeah, he, he does. Um, but I think by by the way we've recruited and, and set our list up, I think we can now wisely afford to give him another year in Box Hill and see how he goes. Uh, we're not rushed with him, which is great. That's a great outcome for us. And that only comes about through acquisitions such as Frost and uh, Hartley.
2: Now, I've got a PSA Mm -hmm. because I made this mistake.
0: Yep. I was out drinking Christmas drinks
2: with a few Hawthorne mates of mine, and I brought up whether Tim O'Brien had a spot in the 22. We did not get off that topic for a long time. So can I just mention,
0: don't mention it? (laughs) Well, you've brought it up now, so now we have to talk about it. No, we don't. Yeah, we do No, we don't. Yeah, that thing, the very thing you advised against, you just did. Yeah, so, now yeah, so now we're talking about it. So we're never going to talk about now it. Now we're into it.
2: I mentioned We are Tim. talking about it. Is he in your best oh, 22? I thought I got away with it.
0: Is he in your best 22? He He's not. <sighs> After his best season yet at the club, why? What more does he have to do? Well, he's had his best year at the club, now we're into the off-season, and, and you've you've turned around and said, there's no room for you. Why? Because there's no room for him, Nick. Who are you putting into the side instead? Where do you want him? Surely you
2: want him in the forward line after what he did against West Coast. I would have
0: him pushing up the ground onto the wing to take marks on the wing, such as what he did against Freo with that spectacular grab. That's the kind of thing I want to see him doing. Okay. Don't want him. Don't want to play him deep. It's half forward wing, that sort of area. You don't want Gunston doing that instead? Well, here's the thing. I want Gunston in there as well. I want Gunston on the ground, obviously.
2: That was the problem we had. We had Gunston behind the ball, and then mm. we did use Tim in that role. hmm and it was inconsistent, to say the least.
0: Is there room for Gunston and O'Brien in the same
2: side? Up forward with Patton there. And I mean, I've dropped Nash as well.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that changes things. Because I just naturally assumed that your boy Nash should be on the park. I know. That's why I let you go for a minute. <laughs> what is your play here? <laughs> All
2: right. Listen to this forward line. And this is pretty damn good. Okay. Bruce Lewis Gunston.
0: Yep. Wingard Patton Poppy. I mean, it's not without tweaks but I don't really have an issue with that either.
2: It's pretty good. I mean, you could have O'Brien. See, see, the, the thing will be whether Segler's our first choice ruck. Mm. And if he is, then we probably have to play McAvoy somewhere. Maybe in defense, as well, that Clarkson was my, has been playing around that with. That was my next question. But I imagine that, that's not a real thing. As we said at the time, I think that's you trying think to that keep Segler over? on the list kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. But if you've got... It depends on whether you just select McAvoy and you can have O'Brien floating, or Segler and O'Brien floating. Patton has said that he wouldn't mind rucking. Anyway, this is
0: this is all for next year. For next year, and <laughs> hey, just I- I'm so not... many permutations. I am not saying it's wrong to consider it,
2: but do you, do know you, what I'm do you go not home think I am going to go home and
0: design the team we need to beat Richmond? You know what? That's a good thing for next podcast, I reckon. Why not? Yeah. Design the team that can beat the Premiers.
2: Exactly. Fine. Because this team
0: at the moment will do
2: really, really well throughout the year Mm -hmm. and will be terribly consistent. But I'm not sure they'll be able to match it with that ridiculous ping pong style footy.
0: What I wanted to say was I don't think you're necessarily wrong to cast doubt on where O'Brien fits into this team. But do you not think it's unfair? Oh, it's definitely unfair. But that's football. <laughs> and that's our show, folks. So <laughs> no, we've got a couple more. Uh, well, actually, just one more question from Sam at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, I've heard that Deledio could be used if there is a long-term injury. Can't Impy be placed on the long-term injury list, or if he plays late late next year, does it automatically cancel it out? Are we Are we thinking that Deledio's has any chance to play senior footy with Hawthorne? That's... Is he? Is he thinking that? I don't think so. No. And if you raise that question for... He's struggled with his calves for four years now. If you raise it for Deledio, you have to wonder about Otten as well. I don't think either of those blokes... Andy Otton, no. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, just outright
2: blanket nut. No chance. No, he'll be good for for Grunt, and he's a terribly honest player. Mm. Like, he'll be fantastic for the young players around him. He got the most out of his body that I've seen anyone do. And Deledio, similarly, he had oodles of talent in a shocking team, and he was always their best. Mm. It's hard to do that, to get yourself up, when everyone around you has just fallen over.
0: The only way we'd ever consider this is if Impy had some sort of hiccups in his rehab, and it took longer than expected. Do
2: you actually think that Impy appears for Hawthorne next year?
0: Uh, maybe. It depends how our year's going. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Not at all. No. I... I... <sighs> He I did keep it the door, fairly late in the year, didn't he? I keep the door open to it, but put it this way. <laughs> you're not going to bring Delidio in for him. You, you'd, you'd make other plans. Depends on his form. I mean, that's if Delidio's playing well enough,
2: he, it's, it's is, be an,
0: a he is a remarkable talent. You
2: know, yeah. even Delidio doesn't know what
0: he's capable of. Yeah. yeah. I'd be more inclined to bring in a youngster ahead, ahead of Delidio.
2: The footy smarts on Deledio are ridiculous. It's not about
0: the next two years, mate. It's about the next 12. You heard Will Day. That's what he said. Yeah, I know. You could learn a thing or two from that youngster. Mm. (laughs) On that note. Not doing anything to make me like him anymore. (laughs) I think we're done for this particular episode, our post-draft recap. Uh, Let's get to some social media stuff before we sign off. Jump on Apple Podcasts, 212 ratings there. We want you to jump on there and rate and review us. That would be amazing if you could do that. Jump on Twitter as well, at Pod. We've surpassed 1,900 followers. We want to push to 2,000. By the end of the year, if we could make that by the end of the year, yeah, that would be incredible. You can keep in touch with us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Pod. And the big one, Patreon.com slash Hawk you heard the ad. You sign up from the five dollar tier now, you get an entry to win one of those magnificent D V D box sets. And your entry also, incidentally, gives you access to all of our bonus apps, which is great. It's a good deal. You've done th- well finding I th- I all those. Was- well that's it. It's come out, you know, it's come out of the pocket of my good self. And that's not through browsing on the internet. No, I literally found these things while I was out and about. Cash converters. No, they're, they're, they're new. These are legit. Oh, right.
2: Well, yeah, well, they need to know
0: that. Okay, well, I just thought... You might have burned them. <laughs> no, they're actual, legit, official <laughs> AFL-licensed products that I found put money over the counter I'm for. I've done this too too close to the end of the show. I'm going to cop it, aren't I? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, these are fantastic prizes, uh, especially that 13-disc box set is ridiculous. For an entry of 5 bucks to get that... That would be pretty incredible. And even if you don't, get all our bonus stuff. There's a lot to listen to. There's a lot to keep you busy over the holiday period. That's going to be it for our show this week, mate. Do you know what? If
2: I won that thirteen thing, <laughs> yeah. I would probably find out Buddy's address and put that as as mine <laughs> on, on the page. Because I noticed that a lot of patrons don't have
0: their address there. Yeah, but, but if they win, then we contact them and find out. Yeah.
2: yeah, but I would definitely be putting Buddy Franklin's address. Christmas Day opens it up. Amazing Yeah
0: he opens it up And it's like
1: (laughs) Thirteen Thirteen
0: It ain't going to get much better than that mate So we've got to sign off Beautiful We are a happy team at Hawthorne